Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to Where to Go. I'm James Atkinson, Senior Brand Manager at DKI Witness. And I'm Lucy Richards, Senior Editor at DKI Witness. And welcome to Where to Go, where every fortnight we find out more about the world's favourite travel destinations with the people who know those places best. And today, Lucy... We're up very, very early. Well, it's very early. It, yeah, it's super early. Yep. Um, I have not had coffee yet, which I think might be a mistake for this podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> I thankfully have. I've rushed in <laughs> a mug just before, just before we started recording. But listen, there's a very, very good reason why we're up early. Um, it's And as you may guess, it's time difference related. Yes. So we are going all the way around the world straight from the UK all the way to New Zealand yeah where our guest is joining us kind of quite late night yes I know (laughs) it's been a difficult one to schedule (laughs) but it will certainly be worthwhile because Lucy were a special destination absolutely New Zealand where to begin I've never actually been to that part of the world so I'm coming to this completely fresh desperate to go have you been James me too um no 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 me and my wife have like tried to plan a couple of uh, trips a few times and um basically yeah her stepdad is from New Zealand we've heard loads about it um we have always wanted to go and actually pre-covid we had set itineraries we'd done all the research we'd gone through the guides little plug for the guide sir yeah of course and then covid just kind of put an end to those plans so we need to get back on it at some point and really need to explore and and properly properly see what there is to see there but it's also quite a difficult country to kind of plan to visit because there is so much there because it's such an investment of time to get over there and money as well to get over there from the uk you want to have the best possible time but there is so much to see yeah you know you've got the kind of pacific bit in the north island you've got the kind of cultural cities you've got the obviously amazing hikes and mountains and etc yeah there's there's almost too much we have sort of set our poor podcast guest a possible (laughs) task haven't we (laughs) yeah yeah but i'm sure um yeah we've got a real expert (laughs) here i'm sure she'll do a great job so lucy do you want to introduce our guest yes we have joining us victoria Chicago-born Victoria De Dominici has explored the world, sharing her passion for travel through her personal blog, as well as working with tourism boards and brands like Booking.com and Adobe. 
Having moved to New Zealand seven years ago, Victoria now lives in Queenstown with her husband and two children who all share a love of the outdoors and hiking. So, welcome, Victoria. Hi, Kiora. Welcome. As usual, we're going to begin by learning a little bit more about Victoria, followed by the all-important recommendations of where to go and insider knowledge of New Zealand. Then we'll hear what the country has been like recently, plus how you can travel more thoughtfully when visiting. Victoria, what was it that drew you to Queenstown specifically? All right. So I actually first moved to New Zealand in 2015. Um, and Queenstown wasn't, was always an idea, but um, my, well, now husband and I first decided to go to Wellington and we lived there for about six years. And Queenstown was always our kind of favorite place to go. The South Island, um, the mountains, the lakes always drew us. And every chance we we got, we we came down south. So we've always wanted to live in Queenstown, and we have. But kind of to backtrack and how we ended up in New Zealand goes back to, I'd say, 2000. We met in 2013. So my husband is British. Uh, We were working together in Melbourne, Australia. And someone I worked with started talking about her time in New Zealand. And it was never really on my radar. I never really thought Mm -hmm. about it. And she just raved about it and was trying to always think of ways to go back, even though she overstayed her visa and probably not welcome back. But she raved about (laughs) it. And um, it was kind of always this idea like, okay, I can do a work and holiday visa there. It's always like an option. Uh, Fast forward so in 2000, yeah, February 2015, I decided to go backpacking in South America. And Ryan, my now husband, who he, we were just kind of friends at this point, uh, he decided to come and meet me there. And I've always, once I started traveling and kind of got the travel bug, I would plan a trip and then always kind of want to back up. Like I didn't want to have to go home and get stuck at home for months and months saving up. So, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah, right? Like, I I wanted to postpone the travel blues as long as I could if I had to return home. And <laughs> so we had New Zealand as our, like, where we'd go next. Mm. Yep. We traveled in South America for five months. His passport and everything important got stolen. Um, not fun. And the UK passport emergency passport's actually quite limited. Don't know if you guys have experienced it, but Thankfully it's not. basically like a yellow piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a fun one. Um, and it limits where you can go. I think you can only get to five countries, but you're supposed to kind of be heading home. But we still had months to travel. So we continued to travel, um, always knowing we'd have to kind of go home. And that's what we did. So we both went home after South America, saved a quick bit of money as we could, and then came over to New Zealand in 2015 and kind of knew we'd probably fall in love with it just from what we gathered. We met a Kiwi in South America who who was almost mm. bored of South America because he's like, we have everything just smushed <laughs> together on two islands that, you know, this whole continent has. And yeah, yeah we arrived, uh, decided on Wellington because we had some other friends going there. Uh, immediately fell in love with the the little city, little capital city. And oh, man, seven years later, we're here still. 
two kids <laughs> later. Um, yeah. It's, oh, wow. Yeah, it's been a journey. And one of the big things, like I said before, the, the mountains were always calling and it was just about finding a way to get here. Um, we were mm. limited with work visas, which is why we stayed in Wellington so long. But when the opportunity mm-hmm. came up, and we were like, let's go for it. Yeah, we made Queenstown home and it's wonderful. The rest is history. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what an amazing story. Um, and, and has it kind of, um, you know, that, that Kiwi that you met in South America, has it lived up to the everything that's in South America you can find and more in New Zealand? I mean, landscape, yes, 100%. You've got everything here, you know, desert, alpine mm. environments, rainforest tropical like islands it's just endless mm. it's two pretty big islands like i think new zealand is 10 percent. is it 10 percent like bigger than the uk we have five million people mm. five million okay. versus yeah. wow. 68 million yeah yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 60 65 um, something like that yeah. yeah so yeah we're a bit more crammed in over here <laughs> but i mean yeah i've heard about that kind of like loads of loads of different ecosystems in new zealand loads of different climates that you can kind of move through as well and and what specifically about sort of queenstown's particularly sort of drew you there for listeners who haven't who don't really know too much about Queenstown. Yeah, well Queenstown is known as the adventure capital of New Zealand. Mm-hmm. You come here and everywhere you look you've got all the adrenaline junkie activities you can do. Everything that your mom tells you like please don't do when you go on a trip is <laughs> is available here. Um, you know, like yeah, jumping out of planes, bungee jumping, it just it, just everything. Um so that was one thing. Um, the second thing, the mountains. I grew up in Chicago, flat as can be, right? Mm. There's nothing near us. And I've been out west in the States, but um, until I went to India and saw the Himalayas, it was, you know, pretty like life changing and the power of mountains mm. and mm. the way you feel in nature. Um, that is what really like drew us down here. It's a small little mountain resort town some people say Mm. it's you know oh i could never live in queenstown it's too touristy but i love it because Mm. i get to see tourists fall in love with it too in the same way you know and i just love that part of it and you have all these beautiful lakes and every day i mean i've been here for a year and a bit and i still am in awe when i drive into town and just the yeah. views that surround us. I'm just so fortunate. How wonderful. Mm. It's, it's, it's really interesting that kind of like experience. A lot of us are kind of used to people complaining about tourists and stuff, but actually you get to experience something that could be potentially life-changing for lots of people time and time again. Mm. There's something there's something pretty, pretty lovely about that. And are, are there any other places in New Zealand that hold a special place in your heart? Oh, so many. Wellington won. Um, Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's always something I love about it. But Wellington, great little capital city. Um, I think they call it the coolest capital city in the world. It's a very small, condensed city that runs along the harbor. And great music, amazing food. I miss the food so much. A lot more culture. There's a couple universities there. Uh, it's a great little city. And a lot of people 
skip it. It's okay. So it's located at the bottom of the North Island, like the very tip. It's Mm. kind of hard to get to, best to kind of fly in. um, So a lot of people skip it. So if you're coming to New Zealand, don't. Um, But then on the the flip side, the weather isn't always the best there. So I understand. (laughs) Then definitely um, Fjordland is uh, one of the best places easily. So Fjordland is just a couple hours from Queenstown. And one, Mm. the drive-in is jaw-dropping. You're looking at glaciers, um, mountains with just endless waterfalls everywhere you look. It's just amazing. Like you need to pull over very often on the road to get it. And then you get there and that's where Milford Sound is, which is, you know, it's one of those Mm. places that they say like, oh, it's the eighth wonder of the world. I know there's a lot of like eighth, eighth wonders right (laughs) but it is magic down there Mm. um again just all these waterfalls just flowing all around you it feels very like almost like jurassic park down there and just edge of the world like yeah there's people around you but you really feel like you're on like in the bottom of the world and yeah, every time we go there, you and you want it to be raining. It's one of the only, it's like one of the wettest places in the world. Oh, really? Oh, you want the rain because the rain means even more waterfalls. It is beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful Lovely. in the sun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you want the rain. Yeah, that's a good insider tip. Yeah, <laughs> you want the rain, and if you go to Milford Sound, you have to take a cruise. Uh, they have cool kayak cruise combinations and whatnot um and if it is raining get on the roof of the boat like be outside get wet it's worth yeah, it yeah yeah 100 so cool yeah fantastic i i yeah i remember my i think it was my first or second week working at dk witness and uh and actually going through some picture research bits and finding some pictures of Mil- milford sound and it's one of those like immediate things of like wow i need to <laughs> need to go visit there one day and now i need now i need to go visit in the rain as well so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bonus and uh, do the north and south islands kind of have distinct characters you kind of touched on it already a little bit with like kind of temperatures and different weather but do they have like different characters is there like kind of major differences to them yeah well if you actually like if you look at new zealand it stretches across um so many latitudes and when Mm. you're at the very top very tip of the north island it's very like pacific island tropical weather which is amazing and i always say like the north island is kind of fire and sand you have so much volcanic activity geothermal activity across the North Island, you can find natural hot springs. I mean, almost everywhere you go. Mm. There's an amazing place. It's called um, Hot Water Beach, and there's geothermal activity running underneath it. And the kind of tradition is to get a spade and go dig in the sand, and you can dig your own hot pool right on the beach. And you can jump in the waves and then come back into your little hot pool you've made for the day. And, um, yeah, it's just so so unique especially coming from where i came from just so cool yeah i'm guessing chicago feels quite a long way away yeah yeah it's a whole nother world and fire and sand the beaches so many cool little beach towns on the north island the bigger cities so the north island has 
I think it's over 4 million. So most of the population lives on the North Island. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you have the South Island. I think there's about 1.2 million of us down here. Okay. Which is pretty crazy when you think about how big it is. It's just so much space. Yep. Yeah. So South yeah. Island, big open spaces. The Southern, the Southern Alps, which is the mountain range here, is actually, they call it like the spine of the South Island. And it runs kind of right through the middle. So for the South Island, I kind of always say it's like mountains, glaciers, and lakes. Mm. They both have, yeah, super distinctive characteristics. And you can do so so many different things on the island. It's really hard because some people ask for advice. They're like, do I do, you know, they don't have much time here. And mm. you need a lot of time here. And they say, oh, what do I do, the North or the South Island? So I kind of give them... Yeah, those little tidbits, like what would you rather, what's different to where you've been, right? I have Mm. friends coming over from Colorado, but down here would be not too different for them landscape-wise. So I say, okay, yeah, Yeah. go see the volcanoes. Yeah, go to wine country and yeah, there's more, I think there's more like cultural experiences on the North Island um, for Maori um, Maori experiences, which are really, really cool to experience, a really important mm. um, part of New Zealand and the history um, versus the South mm. Island. Cool. Great. Well, that, that's a really nice start kicking off point to find out a little bit more about the best things to do in New Zealand. So to kick things off, we're going to ask you, Victoria, to give us a quick fire tour of New Zealand. Um, which I think is going to be very difficult. So we'll name a few categories and you have to suggest just one. But if you want to, that's absolutely fine. Um, Are you ready? I am. Great. Okay, here we go. So your favourite view? Uh, Hands down Mount Cook. It's our tallest um, mountain in New Mm. Zealand in Mount Cook National Park. And it is so impressive and amazing to see it up close. You can see it... far back from Lake Pukaki, or you can be right up close and personal with it. It's, yeah, favorite view, hands down. Fab answer. Wonderful. This might be quite tricky because I imagine there's a lot to do, Uh, but your favorite day activity, how would you spend a perfect day? Hiking. I will always say hiking. Hiking (laughs) the trails in New Zealand. Even when you're in the cities, there's trails. There are always nature trails, no matter where you are in this country. And it's my favorite favorite part of it a little little side question from that then your favorite trail oh that's so hard (laughs) (laughs) there's so many i haven't done um but the sorry we already sprung this one now it's good (laughs) um one of the uh, in mount cook so favorite view mount cook is um known for the hooker valley track and it's mm. it's super accessible. I love it because it's super accessible for everyone. Yeah. Any kind of, you know, my four-year-old's done it. And you pass, you go over like three insane suspension bridges. You're walking around. You're in alpine environment without having to do much elevation, which I think is really special mm. about the Southern Alps. And, you know, at certain points you might see, you'll hear the avalanches and... It's just, yeah, wow! it's amazing. You end up at a glacial lake with icebergs floating around. Yeah, special, really special cool. trail. Really, really cool. That does sound very special. Okay, so your favourite thing to drink? Favourite thing to drink. Okay, I'm biased because I've 
worked in the New Zealand beer industry, but I say okay. I say beer here. We have amazing New Zealand hops that are grown on the north of uh, the north part of the South Island, and I highly recommend if you come here to try a New Zealand pilsner. It is very different than a European pilsner. It's a bit more hopped up. Okay. Okay. Um, but really, any 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 beer, uh, local beer, yeah, favorite thing. A lot of people will say. Sav Blanc, that's kind of probably the number one answer from New Zealand. Um, but yeah, beer for me. Oh, yeah, I was, I was going to say, it's, uh, um, obviously everyone knows about the, the, the New Zealandish, New Zealandish? Uh, the New Zealand wine industry, but I've, I've never really heard that much about the beer industry too, so I'll definitely have to check that out. Um, uh, your favourite thing to eat? All right, my favourite, well, okay, so we're vegan, so this is a bit difficult because... I feel like New Zealand is famous for its lamb, for its grass-fed beef, um, seafood, 100%. Probably the one thing you'll find, you'll find a shop, any small little town you pass, there will always be a pie shop. Uh, pies are a big thing in New Zealand. And I grew up only eating... I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I I feel like I feel like pies are like ours. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's the influence from the UK, but... For me, I grew up eating, like, pie's only sweet, right? It's apple pie. It's yes, dessert. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not savory. Yeah. So that was one thing that I enjoyed, yeah, getting into. And um, there are amazing vegan pie options. So, yeah, super lucky. What kind of flavors are they then? What kind of savory pies are they? Um, the vegan one, there's always, like, like a Thai curry or, Yum. like, a veg chili. And now there's so many, uh, like, plant-based mock meats that are used in them like, mm. like even in the petrol stations the pies are good that's great and they'll, you'll find vegan pies in a petrol station in the middle of nowhere which is super surprising Amazing. Mm. yeah and i'm guessing kind of portable as well to take on your, tra- yeah. on your hiking trails yeah. right perfect absolutely so then finally victoria your favorite museum or gallery all right this one i mean this one i spent the most time in but i'll have to say to papa in wellington it's probably the mm-hmm. biggest, most popular museum in New Zealand, but it's six floors and it has every type of art. It's mm. amazing. It has a few new um, amazing exhibitions that go back into the um, natural history of New Zealand. So New Zealand's a bird paradise. It's always been a bird paradise and there are so many yeah. native birds that are extinct now, um, like the moa, which is this crazy, massive bird that looks more like a dinosaur that used to roam the islands um yeah so there's natural history there's an amazing sections on um, maori history and the culture and you can go on a marae which is um like their community space there's different kids activities there's fine art modern art international exhibitions you can spend a full day in there i mean days really great great answer Mm. and that completes the quick fire round so well done loved it and that gave us a really lovely lovely snapshot into new zealand and so just to kind of embellish on that a little bit this is now free form give us a couple of highlights in new zealand that listeners really really shouldn't miss all right so i'm gonna say like experiencing the geothermal activities so you could head to rotorua which is on the north island kind of their adventure adventure capital on the north island um, where you can find like free free parks with thermal geothermal activity. 
um, crazy steam and like sulfur smells and that. Um, and then there's a couple paid exhibits where you can go see the geothermal activity and you'll see like bright orange greens, like just crazy, just super out of this oh, wow. world. Yeah, so definitely experience that. There's also the famous Tongariro Alpine Crossing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a day hike that's been voted like the number one day hike in the world at points, but it's cool. a full day, like one way walk that you actually see a lot of crazy cool volcanic activity. And when you're at the top of the, it's called the red crater, which is like the highest mm. point, all the red rock underneath you is actually like warm. You can feel it and you can kind of on a cold day, like right. warm up by the steam and the view, you look down and you have these like emerald pools that, yeah, just the colors that you just can't believe that they're in nature. So experiencing that 100% needs to happen. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Love it. It really does. Yeah, wow. Another is being around in the Dark Sky Reserve, which is in the Mackenzie mm. region. So kind of like middle of the South Island. Um, So it's International Dark Sky Reserve. So in this whole area, so Mount Cook included, uh, Tikapo, if you have a clear night, I mean, the stars are just incredible. The Milky Way um, is insane. And actually, I don't know, a lot of people I feel like don't know this, but we have our own aurora down here. Australis Aurora. Really? Yeah. I, didn't, I had no idea. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And it's so the northern lights you can see with your own eyes. Down here, the Australis Auroras, you, you can kind of just see white um, when it's going off, like flaring like mm-hmm. on a good day. Mm-hmm. You can just kind of see light. But what the camera catches is actually quite incredible. And it's more pinks and yellows with a bit of green versus the northern lights you know very green but um it's very cool and uh quite rare to experience if if you know if you're big with astrophotography or space whatever you need to yeah when you're here search for um to see if it's happening and wow yeah it's really cool amazing that sounds magical Mm. Sounds so cool. So moving on a little bit further than that. So I guess that might be a best kept secret in a way. Uh, I don't know how a secret that is. But are there any other best kept secrets that you'd like to share with us? There's definitely some good secrets that I probably would get in trouble for sharing. Okay, okay, okay. But more so... No pressure, no pressure. (laughs) More so like the danger factors of getting there. Like maybe not the safest, so we'll um, keep that in but um so a one little local one which yeah a lot of people don't know about here in queenstown so you have the two ski fields here um one is the remarkables and you you pay to go up the road 10 bucks and there are plenty like a pullover it's just gorgeous sweeping views of queenstown and the valleys around but if you head out all the way to the top where the skiing starts, the top of the um, resort, and you walk up, there's a walk that everyone kind of does called Lake Alta, and it's a really cool like lake in the middle of the mountains. But it's called the Remarkables Lookout, pretty basic name, but a lot of people actually don't know about it, and it's not really, you kind of just follow um, the chairlift up, and it's easily like the best view in Queenstown. It's only an hour mm. from the top car park um, to get there. And yeah, highly, highly recommend looking into 
remarkable look out when you're in Queenstown. Right. Another one of my kind of it's not so secret, but it's a special place that we would go to a lot from Wellington. I think it's about a two, two to three hour drive. It's called Castle Point, and it feels like the end of the earth. It's this big beach with kind of high dunes, a big lighthouse at the end, and you can kind of pull up on the beach. You can camp right there. There's a bit of a um, a really cool walk. Yeah, you can get down onto the like the cliffs and feel these massive waves kind of just hitting the cliffs and it's really like powerful and it just feels like you're you're just on the edge of the world um it's really special yeah it's a bit hard like it's not the easiest place to get to but it's it's worth it yeah that does sound amazing queenstown's obviously known as a thrill seekers paradise are there any sort of particular activities that you'd recommend for those adrenaline junkies out there. Yeah, you have to at least sign up for one. I'd say get in the air so you can really in, okay. enjoy the views. So, you know, you can do a scenic flight if you're not into skydiving, but you can skydive and, you know, fall right next to the Remarkables. And you can bungee jump. You can strap yourself to a chair and throw yourself throw yourself off over the shadow of a river i feel like my stomach is starting to react to the thought of these already i've bungee jumped once here and it is terrifying to throw yourself over yeah yeah i bet but so cool um and then they do a big like canyon swing here uh paragliding hang gliding i love seeing every day when we drive into town you see all the the paragliders coming um coming down which is really cool cool awesome awesome so get in the air everyone mm. <laughs> and um and let's find out a little bit now about sort of the present of new zealand and things to do in the future as well an explosion of dramatic scenery new zealand has it all magnificent mountains icy blue lakes wild coastlines idyllic wine country and vibrant cities Whatever your dream trip to this far-flung Pacific island entails, DKI Witness New Zealand ensures you experience all that the country has to offer. Get your copy wherever you get your books or find it via the link in our episode bio. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. New Zealand closed its borders, obviously, for a long time during the pandemic, Victoria. has Have you seen a rebound in tourism since it reopened? 
Yes, it is. Tourism is booming. <laughs> Queenstown oh, yeah. is the heart of it. It is a, a different little world to when we first moved here when the borders were still shut. Uh, people everywhere, camper vans, RVs, just I, I'm hearing every language in the streets now. And like I was telling you, I just I, I'm so happy to see it yeah. walking by big backpacker groups. Like I haven't seen a backpacker mm. in two years and just, yeah. it, it makes me happy. It, it gets me all excited because I know what it feels like to be a backpacker and um, just seeing everyone. Yeah. Love the country you live in and the place you live in. Um, it's good. It was it was a hard two years with the borders shut, um, especially for the tourism industry. It was quite sad mm. seeing a lot of places closed down. So it is so good to be on the other side of it now. Good. That's, that's really good that's really good to hear. And I know that appetite for New Zealand. I think it, particularly in the US, we've seen some really decent <laughs> decent sales of our New Zealand travel guide. Uh, yeah. Spotting. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think it's because you know because it was closed for so long. But it is I also see, yes. I think uh, on the flip side, and we've talked about this quite a lot on the podcast. But I think um, the pandemic gave a lot of people time to think and choose and and think about that kind of bucket list destination and where to go next mm. and. I think as we touched on, New Zealand is really that special place. And I, th- mm-hmm. I think hopefully True. it just comes back with a vengeance now. And, uh, you know, there's like local businesses get supported too. And this season, we're kind of looking at sort of advice on how our listeners can sort of travel more responsibly. Do you have any advice for people planning a visit to New Zealand and, and what they should do and how they should respect the local environment and communities? Yeah, um, that's definitely huge here. I Number one, take care of the land. New Zealand is mm. a super delicate ecosystem. And it's pretty crazy when you come into the country, um, you have to declare everything. You can't bring seeds, dirt, nuts, fruit. Um, you'll be, I mean... There are dogs that sniff out fruit in bags and you'll get charged $400. Um, oh, really? It's, yeah, it's a bit... It's, it's, Top tip. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> don't bring fruit. That's, uh, don't bring fruit. They'll remind you a million times, check your bag 10 times, even. even. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they even check your hiking boots. So if you've been hiking um, somewhere else, uh, they the biosecurity team runs your, your boots to make sure you're not bringing soil that can harm harm the ecosystem so please if you're coming here take care of the land use the rubbish bins correctly a lot of people uh travel by camper van best way to do it because the roads are amazing Mm -hmm. um you know you can wake up in the most beautiful places but a lot of times people abuse it and kind of you know dropping all their their rubbish in these small little towns that don't have the capacity to take care of it. And since the borders have opened, it's been very apparent. Um, And it's, yeah, a shame to see because New Zealand is really good about taking care of the land. And there's actually a promise. It's called the Tiaki Promise. And if you're flying with Air New Zealand, you'll actually get a whole like demonstration about taking care of the land and respecting it, especially to the local iwi, um, which are the tribes, the Māori tribes. And yeah, just one thing that um, everyone here always asks and yeah, hopes the tourists can do a little bit better. Um, another thing I will mention, and really just because I had a very scary experience this morning, I won't go into it because I will get upset, but... 
the roads here are, well, they're beautiful, right? They're, they're so mm. scenic. Like you want to be staring out your window the whole time. But when you're here, please drive safe and keep your eyes on the road. And you're driving on the left-hand side here. So that's new for a lot of people. Um, I love it because all the rentals. <laughs> yeah, for you guys, you know what you're doing. But there's little like uh, even little arrows on all the cars that tell you to like keep left. But yeah, it's just mm. I've, I've seen a lot of, unfortunately, rental cars, camper vans, um, in some really bad accidents since the borders have opened again. And the roads are very windy, curvy, scenic. Mm. You know, our main highway is the two-lane highway to get everywhere. Mm. And you're going through mountain passes. And yeah, so take care yeah. of the land. Okay. Drive safe. Um, yeah, those are my two biggest things. That touches quite nicely because obviously New Zealand is famous for kind of road tripping, camper vanning, etc. And yeah, I didn't. It didn't even clock to me that you guys obviously drive on the left, so uh, you know that might be a bit of confusion. So that's a really, really good tip. Victoria, how about any sort of events, festivals? Do you recommend anything that listeners should should you know come visit? Definitely. I mean, there's stuff all year round we're just coming off of summer so all the big summer music festivals have just wrapped up and we're coming into autumn which is incredible in the otago region which is where um queenstown is amazing autumn foliage and also uh, harvest time for wine so um, there yeah heaps of wine festivals you'll find scattered um throughout both both islands really during this time um, one of my favorite festivals of, yeah, favorite festivals coming up at the end of this month in Wellington. It's called Cuba Dupa. It's, it's basically a carnival. It's street performers. There's, you can get your group of friends and all dress crazy and do like a parade. And there's random flash mob dances. There's art on every corner. There's performances on every corner. And then there's about eight mm. stages spread across and it's completely free for everyone to come. It's just one of those amazing street fairs that you just feel the energy and the love between everyone. And it's, yeah, it's a brilliant festival, Cuba Dupa. I, I realized that we're in March and that it's coming up and I would love to fly up there again because I, I haven't experienced it. And it was, it was shut down for the years of COVID too. Queenstown is a really cool uh, light festival called Luma that's coming in June. And I haven't yet, I haven't got to experience that one yet because they kind of did a smaller version since COVID, but should be back mm. and running again. And you sort of touched on autumn there as like a, as, as a nice time to come visit. Is there a particular season that is like kind of best to visit New Zealand in? Is there, is there, if, if listeners are planning a trip, because this sounds like there's so much to see and do. If you did want to get a flavor of the North and South Islands, is there, mm. is there a particular time which might, which might work best? Yeah, well, I'd say you can eat, definitely come any time of the year and you won't be disappointed. The busiest mm. season is our summer, so December to February, where you need to hire cars and camper vans and all that plenty in advance because it gets packed during that time. Um, yeah. Autumn is so beautiful down in the Otago region. But the autumn and spring in New Zealand can be quite temperamental. You'll get a lot more unpredictable days versus summer and winter. Um, but if you're a big skier, snowboarder, winter is amazing here because on the South and North Island, there's plenty of places to to ski too. So 
really any time of the year <laughs> come on down <laughs> any time's a good time <laughs> yeah you've heard it here first listeners cool well that sort of brings to an end our sort of whistle stop tour of new zealand and obviously you know it's a big place there's a lot to fit in but i think you've really really done it justice victoria yeah you have victoria. i'm very impressed <laughs> yeah. thank you and hopefully you know planted a brainwave in a few few listeners minds to get out there enjoy new zealand and do it respectfully yes. as well yes so thank you so much for joining us and and yeah thank you victoria thank you thank you so much for having me so a huge huge thank you to victoria lucy wasn't that wonderful it was so wonderful she did an amazing job of summarizing such a vast varied landscape yeah as we said at the top of the episode really it's kind of it's so difficult to encapsulate what it is about New Zealand that visitors have to see there's so much to do there and I think Victoria gave a really lovely snapshot of the islands yeah and um, certainly made me want to kind of like revisit my travel plans look back on the itinerary that I set up a couple of years ago yeah and look at the horrible prices of flights as well um, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll reach that bridge when we come to it but yeah that was a uh, fantastic if you want to find out a little bit more about what victoria gets up to you can visit her website so that's victoria wonders that's victoria for k v-i-k-t-o-r-i-a wonders.com and you can also find her on instagram and twitter at victoria wonders so lucy where are we going in our next episode so next episode of Where to Go, we are off to British Columbia. And specifically, Vancouver yes. and British Columbia. Yes. Which I'm very excited about because I've been to Vancouver recently. <laughs> this is this is quite wild for the pod. Yeah, <laughs> like quite, it's unusual, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure our guests will have much better recommendations than the ones I can, I can pass on. <laughs> but I had a wonderful time there. And actually, it's a real regret of mine not to go out and explore British Columbia further. Um, definitely want to go back so really really excited for that episode so we will join you listener for that in a fortnight's time and until then it's goodbye from me and goodbye from me we shall see you very soon where to go is a podcast from dk witness it was produced by julia baker presented by lucy richards and james atkinson with the help of bella tolbert for more information about dk witness follow us on social media at dk witness or visit dk.com forward slash eyewitness and please like and follow the show and if you have time leave a review your support means so much to us Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 